What's good, beautiful people? This is Ronnie, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Get Naked Podcast. This one got so good, we had to give you give it to you in two parts. Uh, you'll get part one this week, part two next week. All right, and on this episode, we're talking about abuse and power and how to prevent people from using their uh, power on you, how to stay out of abuse situations, some red flags to look for, amongst a bunch of other things. If you like what we're doing, go ahead, rate, review, uh, subscribe, like, and share on uh, whatever platform you're listening to us on. That do wonders for our uh, listener numbers, get more people listening to the podcast. Uh, also, you can follow us on social media at Get Naked Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, hit us up on our email, Get Naked Podcast at gmail.com. And also, our Patreon page is available if you want to contribute to the show. The minimum that we ask is just a dollar a month. Uh, you can give more if you want to. Uh, but a dollar a month is all we ask for to help make this podcast a good one. Without further ado, here's today's episode. What's good, good people? This is Ronnie. I go by the name of Rock. And Ty here. And this is the Get Naked Podcast, the podcast where we talk about male-female relationships. And butts. And everything in between. <laughs> the gooch? I I thought it was between butts. It's is, is like sphincters. Ain't the anus, if you will. Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at what age did people start telling you it was called Uranus? Never. Never. I've never really? Heard. I've never heard I got Uranus. to college and everybody was like, it's Uranus now. I'm like... That's right. what they're doing at ASU. Right. <laughs> no, they, they were taking it away from all the kids. That's what they're doing. Immature folks like me couldn't say Uranus. You just said it. What was the word that you had to use for butt growing up? Behind, bottom... I don't remember having a specific word to use. I think I could say butt. I had to nah. say posterior. That's a lot. I couldn't no, say that's, that's, that's the a truth. lot for a that's little That's bit. 100% the truth. Hmm. I had to say posterior. That's what I was taught. And if I said anything else, it was just like, what? What'd you say? What What about like posterior. other words? I can't you couldn't say retarded. Use. I had to say, I told my brother that he was remedial. Wait, is, how old were you when this came around? Sometimes he acts that way. No, he's not. Well, but if it, if he did something, because uh, we can't say stupid or uh, retarded. So when my mom told me I couldn't say stupid, I started saying retarded. And then when she told me I couldn't say, I don't have no retarded kids, so I started calling him remedial because I knew she didn't know what it meant. Oh. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was in high school. Okay, so you kind of knew that remedial meant retarded. Slow. Slow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Uh, or any other words? Like, outside of, like, obvious curse words and lie. Because I feel like every black household has some yeah, old person telling lie. them they couldn't, couldn't say, say lie. lie. 
could not say that. You had to say making up a story. I told a story. Fib. I couldn't even. I said I had to say make up make up a story. I wonder why. Told a story. Be like you lying. I'm not lying because it's disrespectful. Air quotes to tell an adult that they're lying. Well, not just adults. Like we couldn't say it to each other. I mean, because we couldn't use it in front of adults. Like such and such just told a lie. Like, what is it about that word? <laughs> like back in the nineteen in the eighteen sixties, like during slavery, they whooped them for saying lie. Like there's it had to come from somewhere. I don't know. I just yeah, know I, mean, I, can't I don't know. Do it. I don't know either. I ain't got kids, so I just know my kids can't say it either. Cause if I'm around my mom, she ain't gonna let them say it. I I don't feel that way about words. And maybe because I talk how I want to around my mom. For the most part, well, you do now. You didn't always. No, I didn't always, but I always like tried to shock her. You out here trying to stunt, like you just disrespectful. <laughs> <to my> mom. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not like fuck you, bitch. Oh. No, nah, I don't do all okay. that. will reach through the speakers and strangle your ass. I love my mom. No, she would go crazy on me. Mm. I love my mama, but like I, I don't feel <laughs> the way about words. Like they're just words. Doesn't no, mean anything a, until you let I it had mean an something. Ex that if you called him That's stupid, me. it was like worse than calling him like a bitch. Oh, like he must have had like problems with that growing up. I feel like he probably did. He probably repeated the grade. You could call him like a hoe. You could call him anything else. But if you call him stupid, he'd be like, I ain't stupid. Like, oh, you a bitch ass motherfucker. You, you stupid. What the fuck you say to me? Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) how it was. (laughs) And so I said it a lot. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Unless you say stupid. Yeah, unless (laughs) you say stupid, the motherfucker just snaps. Yeah. I ain't stupid. That's that's stupid. that sounds stupid. I don't know though, like because you know everybody got those trigger words that just like kind of make them go off. Like my man's a stupid, mine's is liar. Like don't call me a liar. Don't. I'm not a liar. Don't do it. I don't know if I have the word nigga, nigga makes my makes my uh, eyebrows raise. I have to look at you like hold on what? I like, that a lot but too. it depends on the setting. Like you can't. Like if I'm with my homeboys, like I kind of expect them to say nigga because I'm not asking my friends like yo could y'all not say that word? Like I ain't trying to be that dude. Nigga, so, you used to tell me that all the time. I, I used to say, don't you call to, me nigga. Don't call me nigga. And then turn around and be like, yeah, nigga, what? We playing the game. And he started talking shit. Yeah, nigga, what? You just, you just told me <laughs> not to say nigga. My like, relationship with the N-word is complicated like everybody else's. Mine but, ain't that complicated. If you don't have the relationship say, with me to say it, don't say it around me. That goes for black, white, and anything in between. I just say, don't call me nigga. Like, nigga. you. <laughs> even then, like, my heart dropped a little bit. But, like, don't call me nigga. I don't mind it being said around me. It's not a problem. I don't like it if you're not black and you say it around me. I don't like that. My ex-girlfriend used it as, like, a... Like, she jabbed me with that once. We, like, we broke up. She was white? No, she was a black girl. We broke up. And uh, she was, like, flirting with some dude in front of me. And I I was like, am I tripping? No, I'm like... like, Speaking of... There's a segue. (laughs) So... Like, I'm sitting there like, am I tripping? Is she really, like, flirting with a dude in front of me? So I, I, I try to so think of something. So then you punch that bitch. No, I wish. Um, Seven times. In the mouth. What? <laughs> in the teeth. back of the head. Her two teeth knocked out. You donkey punched her outside of the bedroom. I woke up in Chris Brown's body. <laughs> <laughs> Choking the shit out I of I punched folks. the bitch. No, I didn't punch her. Uh, I just stepped in front of the TV, and she looked at me, and she's like, oh, so niggas' daddies is glass makers now? And I was like... Oh, yeah, she tried it. I was like, oh, she 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 pushing me. Not okay. only did she call you a nigga, she called your daddy one, too. Ooh. 
a, a nigga maker? I think Ty just instigating at this point. <laughs> a glass nigga maker? No. Um, Only niggas make glass do. niggas. Like, as soon as we figure out what your trigger word is, we're going to use it. Because if you told me your trigger word was nigga, I would use it all the time. That's petty. That I is. Petty. But you know what? I find like I, that's kind of. I feel of, a little anger. I am petty. I that's know kind that. of the nature of like love and, and like that's what people do. You know what I mean? Like you know each other's secrets. And so eventually they're going to you're going to use it against them at I, some point. I think that that comes with maturity, though. Like, yeah, because I think there were times when Terry and I like would get into it. And like, yes, I would say some stuff intentionally to piss her off. She would say some stuff intentionally to piss me off. But like, you got to get to a point where it's just like, it's not that deep, especially like when you marry and you, you live with each other. Like, you got to see each other every day. Like when you come home, that's supposed to be a space where it's just like, OK, like we just came from the outside world to come in, like mind how you talk to me. So it, it it's still a work in progress, but yeah, you should never do something that you know would intentionally hurt somebody else. Yeah, that's just messed up. No, that. If and you, I don't think that's like part of love. Nah, it's not. No, nah, if it's you're not. a vindictive person like that, you probably shouldn't be with anybody anyway because that's toxic. Yeah, and that it just is. Creates a really bad situation, it especially is. if you got kids. Like if you got kids, they sit there and they're privy to the things that you do. Like, kids only do what they know for real. And if you do that, you just introduce their options. Yeah. Right? And that's an option sometimes they might pick. Another option is, you know, when you get triggered, you know, and then you just got to go upside a bitch head. Or walk away. That could be a... Well, that that's was an not, option for not, That's an option. <laughs> it's not funny. It was an option for Chris Brown. It's not We funny. don't know. Okay, how, first like, of all, it was an option for know, Rihanna. I don't know what Chris Brown did. We know Rihanna's crazy too, though. We don't know these people, so we can't really say. We just know that artists, and artists usually have some kind of emotional hang-up, but we don't know exactly what they did and you who they are. You ain't got to be artists to punch a bitch in the face. No, you really don't. I'm not saying that at all. But I feel like Rihanna's crazy as fuck, though. I feel like she will hit you first and keep hitting you until you hit her. And I might like it. Like, I feel that, like, most Caribbean women are crazy anyway. The ones I know. Anyway. I mean, then earlier this week, too, Trayvon Boykin, quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, got uh, arrested for beating up his girlfriend, said uh, he asked her to, if he, he asked her to open up her phone, she refused, and then she said next thing she knows, she woke up in a pool of blood. That's That's tragic. That is tragic. I didn't hear about that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, well, he's a backup quarterback, so nobody – he's a black backup quarterback. Nobody gave a shit. And then uh, Chris Brown got caught caught up choking the chick on on a picture, which I don't think it was anything. But, of course, since it's Chris Brown, everybody's on pins and needles like, oh, he out here abusing chicks again. He shouldn't even play like that. And that kid with no eyebrows, he, like, hit a chick. What kid with no the eyebrows? The rapper. Oh, XXX Tentacion. Yeah. yeah. That's too much to say. I'm sorry. That uh, XXX Tentacion. Yeah, he was caught on yeah, video. His, his rap name is too But I think that video was old and it just surfaced. And they were saying that, you know, the girl was saying that it was just, you know, it's been haunting her because I think it's like six years old or something. Hmm. And somehow it just surfaced. I wonder what, because I don't know if you've seen the video. You saw the video? No. On the video, like, it's like she's has the phone looking at her and he's in the background dancing and on one of his dance moves he just like she's smiling didn't say a word it just said i hate this in the caption she's sitting there just looking into the camera and then 
on one of his dance moves, he just happens to turn and like smacks her off camera. <laughs> See, this is why. <laughs> I'm sorry. I find it funny, like on movies and stuff. Like, there's nothing funnier than somebody being slapped. So, even though that's sad that it happened to her, that's not funny. Just the visual to me is funny. It's just funny to, in general, like seeing on TV, visualizing somebody being slapped, especially, I mean, in that situation, it wasn't out of anger and like, it sounds like it may have been an accident or just him trying to be funny. It's still not funny. Like it's never, domestic violence is never like really funny, but I wouldn't consider that domestic violence. So, well, what's funny about that video, when I saw it, I saw it on TMZ and you know, they do like the here's a video and we give commentary on the side. The guy keeps saying like, oh, it's so hard to watch. And then they played it over like 20 times. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at the video, like it's hard to tell whether it was malicious or not. Like he's a crazy motherfucker. Like if you ever listen to his interviews and uh, his story from like growing up to being in juvie and, and everything, like he's a crazy motherfucker. So it's hard to tell whether it was malicious it was playful or she knew that was coming or what? Like she didn't look scared and he didn't look mad. Yeah. So in that sense, it it was, it probably was funny, you know, to watch, but I mean, without context. Yeah. Like if you didn't know that was XXX tentacion and it was like some random chick, like you would probably think like, I probably still still laugh. Yeah. Well, that's cause you don't know who those people are. Yeah. I probably still laugh. Like any, I mean, the most funny thing to see is a man slap another man, like open hand hit another man. <laughs> oh, that's no, the that's funniest funny. thing I've I ever always seen in my said, life. I always said, it, I wonder what would happen if like these two dudes like are at the club just squared up like, yo, you want to go? You want to go? You want to go? And then another motherfucker just pulls up and whap right open across hand, the face. yeah. Open hand, like what would happen? I would die. I would die of I mean, laughter. you're not in the fight, obviously. <laughs> but like in, a, in that situation... Like how would as a man how would you react, if Rock? An, if another man slapped Rock, you, how would you react if if another man just open hand smacked you in the face? <laughs> see, see, he paused for a minute because everybody like that visual one is hilarious, yes, but is. two you're like, damn, like I can't just like fight the motherfucker. I gotta like kill him because he humiliated me. Yeah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, I much rather you come after me with a fist than an open hand. Like, yeah, because then you you basically. Like, you low-key just called me a bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's, that's a way that most, even though it is not, like, of course, like, by no means am I an advocate for domestic violence. But if a male were to hit a woman consciously, I would assume that he would either push her or use an open hand. So if a dude, like, uses an open hand on me, Unless we slap boxing, like, because we boy, like, I remember, like, being younger, that's what we would do. We would slap box. And sometimes you just might get caught with a, you know, across the face. Nobody. Uh, with me, nah, I don't know. If I just, if, if a dude open slap me, yeah, I have to kill him. What would you do, Ronnie? I mean, y'all ain't about to murder nobody listen, for real. So what I would just, you do? <laughs> listen, I just know that at that point, I know I can't lose that fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. You're not gonna kill him, but you ain't gonna I can't lose that lose fight. That fight. Like you can't come up, open hand, slap me, and then beat my ass. What if a woman? Because <laughs> then I, you? then I really have to be your bitch. What if a woman slapped you? Oh, if a woman slapped. See, I don't believe in hitting women. Jeez. I believe 
<laughs> okay, if she come at me like a dude, she need to get she needs to be prepared to get her ass beat like a dude. That's how I feel. But I feel like you I feel like you need to have enough control to not be able not like slug her unless she absolutely deserved it. But <laughs> what would warrant her deserving it? <sighs> weapons? Her ass, yeah. Okay. Weapons? Her I asking mean, for it wouldn't provoke you? No. No. Hit me, nigga. Hit me. No, because no, you, cause you bitch. That's, that's hit me. Of, hit me. Well, you ain't going to put well, your hands on that, me. Well, like, I love those videos on Facebook. Well, part of that is not just like, okay, she asked for it, therefore she deserves it. Part of it is like, she asks you to do something that she knows is, she knows that it's going to be detrimental to you. And she probably already has a plan set up as to her asking, like telling her to, like telling me to hit her. So basically, I she, think you're giving those chicks too much credit. No, like in that case, she's getting over on me because I gave her what she wants, hmm. right? So in those situations, you act, you have to stand up and be the bigger person and say, you know what? If she, even if she asks for it, I'm not even gonna do it because you know what's gonna happen when you do it. Hit me, nigga. Hit me. You hit me. I can't believe you really hit me. Yeah, like, this nigga crazy. Yes, like no. Yeah, like so you, you talking about it ain't gonna really do nothing for me. You just gonna make a fool out of yourself, expend your energy talking about hit me, hit me. Like I'm not about to hit you unless you like hit me first. First of all, like if you hit me too, only way I'm a closed fist hit a chick is if she hit me in the nuts. Like that's just gonna be off really? of reaction. Oh no, you hit me in the nuts. That's like, off of reaction. It's a knee jerk reaction to just. Well, I won't say that because some dudes, I. I've, I wonder if that's why a lot of these guys get caught up in domestic violence. Like a chick go for the nuts. I I've hit a nigga in the nuts before. I think that's why? just a like, woman's warranted? way of the way the the most effective way she knows to overpower a man is to hit him in the nuts. So I don't think women just hit men in the nuts like as first initial contact. Okay, well let's ask somebody who hit a nigga in the nuts. Why would you hit a dude in the nuts? Like did he ask for it or like was this like some kind of Altercation. Well, the first time I hit a, a guy in the nuts, I was in what middle school, oh, and count. he did something, and I was in the mood. And I just started swinging. He claimed I kicked him in the nuts, but I was just fighting. I was just throwing hands. You probably hit him in the nuts. I probably if did. If you don't remember, the you thing did. about that whole situation is that me being a female, when the teachers actually came in, I covered my face like I got hit, and he got in trouble. So that was cool. But the second time I hit a guy in the nuts. I don't nuts, play with that because I've been in that situation before. The second time I hit a guy in the nuts, it was, uh, I was feel like I was about, like he was about to whoop my ass. So I went for his eyes. And then after he dropped me, I went for his nuts after that. So again, it wasn't the first initial contact. Usually that's when a woman is losing. Yeah. Then she'll go for the nuts. If if a dude is trying to rape me, that's the first thing I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Rape, eyes. I think, is a completely different thing. Like, if if a dude is trying to rape you, then that's like he asks for that. I mean, yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, that would be you know to overpower somebody. The else. the most effective defense when being attacked by a man as a woman. It's so funny. Like, as a there's an unwritten rule between men that we don't do that to each other. Um. So. I don't even feel like I expect it from women, although it has happened to me before. Um, as a as an adult, when I was in high school, this girl tried to fight me, or no, she. Uh, it's a long story, but she tried to fight me because I guess I don't know. She didn't like me, and I didn't know it, and I said something that pissed her off. So she pushed me. I pushed her back, and she like went after my face, like trying to punch me, and then kicked me in the nuts. 
Uh, but she kept missing. So lucky me. But she actually did kick you in the nuts. No, she tried. Oh, okay. Um, so that's the first time. That's the only time I can ever think of my nuts actually being under attack. Uh, but I, I, I did not. I didn't hit her because I broke my hand at the time. I had a big ass cast, so I didn't hit her. I actually like just put her up against the wall, like, and my hand got to her throat. Cause so like, you were choking her. She wasn't going to stop. Like, that's one I learned at a very early age. When women start going at you, they don't stop. Yeah, that's that's true. They don't. Like, I watched two, uh, as a substitute teacher, I watched these two girls fight. And, like, as we're trying to pull them apart, they're still swinging. And yeah. they, mm-hmm. they are ways apart. So I learned at that point, like, she's not going to stop. So I just put my hand in her throat, like, hey, like, chill. Like, you, you're not going to win, right? But, like, somebody came and got me off of her before my hand was really there for a long time. And, again, kind of like Telly T situation, uh, I got suspended. and I got suspended for three days, and she stayed at the school. But I also think that was racial. Well, yeah, well, she was, I was about to say, she was white. Yeah, she was a, she was a white girl. So that was, that was a racial thing. Yeah, you lost that one from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I ended up transferring schools, which I wanted to do anyway. Yeah. So... It was so funny when I got, uh, like, people thought I got expelled because the window from returning from my suspension and me transferring schools was, like, 24 hours. So Mm -hmm. everybody thought I got expelled. It was a great time. Um, (laughs) They thought you was bad? Like, hmm? they thought you were, like, bad now? Like, No, they were everything that they thought he was. Like, at the moment, he appeared to be everything that they already thought that he was, a violent, angry black person. Oh. So... And just being there, because I tipped the scales, too. Because, of course, like, I came to his defense when it all happened. And I almost got into a fight with, like, three different people mm-hmm. because of it. But Yeah, it was getting intense. It was. I didn't know you got almost got into fights with people. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you were right. You were right about the whole women not stopping, especially in those situations. Like, if a woman is feeling physically defeated, I know I've been in situations where, you know, men have put their hands on me and... I would go to a point where I I wouldn't stop almost to um, not being able, well, not almost, to a point of not being able to control myself or whatever. When you when you get to that level of of anger, you know, it's, it's hard. And so, I mean, relating that to the Chris Brown-Rihanna situation, I know that was years and years and years ago. I could see how that escalate, may have escalated in that way that they yeah. – you know, got so angry that they got to a point of not being able to control themselves. And that, that calls for a lot of, you know, it was, it was a very toxic situation in my case. Um, when I was involved in it, it was very toxic and it took a lot to come out of it. And that, I think that that's what people don't understand about being in domestic situations and domestic relationships is that you I always say you can only truly hate somebody that you once truly loved. So, and and there's a really thin line between love and hate sometimes to where you can't tell the things apart. You know, people are driven by hate just as much as they're driven by love. You hate something and you're giving it all of this energy. You're dedicating a part of your soul to it. So, you know, it becomes a situation that gets out of hand in that way. And, it's hard to let go of. I mean, it's not just it's not as easy as get up and leave, leave him or or, 
you know, this chick isn't treating you right or whatever. It's, it's, it's way more to it than that. So, you know, I, I can see why situations get there. Not saying that it's right and not excusing them because by all means, if you are in that situation, you need to get help to get out. You can't do it alone. It's not as simple as get up and leave, but you need to get help. Like, so what's the driving force behind like actually making that decision to leave? Because I know, like you said, like it's not always easy to just do it because there's so much attachment with that person. So what is it that is going to tip the scales for you to be like, okay, I'm a person has to go to a point of no return. They have to hit what they essentially would call rock bottom. Um, And for some people, rock bottom is really, 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 really low. Hmm. Hopefully, if somebody is going through that situation, it doesn't have to get to the point of where they're in the hospital or death to make them leave. But it just takes, you know, when I was in the situation, I realized I wasn't myself and I lost who I was and I wasn't happy with the person I was turning into. And so that's what made me finally, you know, get up and decide that I wanted to do something different. Luckily, it wasn't a situation where the guy was like, oh, no, you can't leave. Like, I'm coming after you. Mm-hmm. You know, it it, it it was close to that. But, you know, you just have to you just have to be strong enough to get out of the situation. There's no better explanation, whatever it takes to be strong enough to get out of that situation. Somebody telling you that you shouldn't be in that situation isn't that's not going to work. You know, because you already deep down, you know, you know, when this nigga is going upside your head or choking you or whatever, pushing you that you don't need to be in that situation. But at the same time, you have whatever you have kids with this man. This is the father of your children or you're married or this person has given is providing a home and shelter for you while you're trying to get back on your feet. Whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're going through that this person because it's not all, even in those situations, it's not all all bad. Whatever the good is, is what's keeping you around. So, you know, a lot of the time, like, and during this whole conversation, we always talk about, like, the reaction of what happens, you know, when you're in an abusive relationship. But let's talk about, like, prevention. So, like, what are some of the, the early telltale signs? The red flags. Yeah, what are, what are some of the red flags if somebody's in an abusive relationship? And maybe hopefully somebody that's listening who might be in a situation like that can... So what you asked was, um, what are some red flags for, from my experience, narcissism is the, is the biggest red flag. If you're for, for those of you who don't know what narcissism is, it's, it's somebody who is so engulfed in their own benefit that I don't know, they can like some they're sociopathic so they can guilt trip you into it's it's very it's a very mentally abusive situation where they can guilt trip you into they know they did something wrong so they can make you feel like you're doing something wrong that would be an initial red flag and that I think is the most common form of domestic abuse when it's men when it's women when it's women doing it to men women often mentally abuse men because they can't physically overpower them so that's I mean that's that's where it goes as as a man if this woman doesn't make you feel like a man don't challenge her leave 
if you don't feel like um, if she's belittling you, if she's making you feel like, you know, if she's making you feel like it's always your fault or you're always wrong. Not saying that, you know, a lot of times it's not it's 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 deeper than that, because a lot of times men will take the fall when something goes wrong. I think especially just for me, a lot of times I would get I would get those signs, but I would kind of just be like, oh, it's going to work itself out. But like. I, as the older I get, the more I learn. You got to nip that shit in the bud early. Mm-hmm. Like, if she's saying stuff to, uh, like, I had this ex-girlfriend who, like, no matter what I said to her, like, she had an argument against it, and somehow I would be wrong. And I really, it really took a hit out on my, my self-esteem because uh, I was, like, she always told me, like, I was wrong until one day uh, we were out with her friends, and one of her one of her friends were telling her she was wrong about something, and I was like, Oh, this bitch is wrong sometimes, right? But the older I get, the more I realize, like, I probably should have said something up front. Like, hey, don't, 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 you know, uh, blow this up into something more. I just said, like, this is fact. It's not. I know a lot of times, so you just have to be really careful about, like, the way you talk to people if mm-hmm. that that is how they are. Because I know, like, if you were to constantly tell a person, like, if you saying, like, the way you would have corrected your, like, your situation is telling her, like, oh, don't do this, don't do that. But it is that very thing of telling somebody what to do that can feel that anger and make it even worse. Exactly. So when you approach it from a way to where it's like, hey, like, do you know that this is sometimes what you do and this is how it makes me feel? That puts them in the position to be reflective upon their actions about whether or not they are willing to look at themselves and change themselves versus you saying, you're doing this to well, me, you're doing that to me, you need to change. Well, yeah, of course you got to you gotta treat it with kids, gloves sometimes. But also, too, you have to – and something else, I, something else I learned, which actually works wonders – is introducing the option of, hey, like, if this don't straighten out, like, I'm gone. Like, or I have no problem leaving you alone. And a lot of times that's enough. Because all a woman really wants you to do in those situations is man up to her. Like, because if you're not crazy, if you if you can't protect your relationship from the bullshit she's talking about, like, you can't protect her. Is that truly mentally abuse or is that just a woman challenging a man? Well, it's in the beginning, it's a woman challenging a man. But after she realizes that that man is not going to do what she expects him to do, if she sticks around and still like pokes and prods and doing all that stuff, that's when it becomes abuse. Mm -hmm. So challenge him. Sure. If he backs, if he, uh, I won't say backs down. If he, if he stands up and says, say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a man. Like I, I like, be careful. Like I, whatever. Then cool. But like, if he's like, Oh yes, dear. And then like, she sticks around. It's like, well, you're dumb. Yes, dear. Or you're stupid. Yes, dear. Or you can't do this. Yes, dear. Like that's mm-hmm. when it's an abuse of power. Right. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, make sure that that, that difference was out there because, you know, just because, just because a woman challenges you and as a man, just because a woman challenges you and you don't, don't like it, that doesn't, make it abuse the abuse comes when she starts taking advantage of you and treating you like you're less than a person yeah that's so to handle everything yeah like. there there is and while nipping it in the bud and giving the ultimatum of you know i'm gonna leave if you don't behave in this way why not just recognize that that's something you don't want to be a part of and well because sometimes you you're willing to deal with it and everybody's uh, tolerance for bullshit is different, right? I think you know I think I mean? the bigger point is when you're dealing with a person who is abusive, I think an ultimatum is like probably something that you should never do. Like 
if you have to give get to a point to where you have to give this person an ultimatum for them to act right, you shouldn't be with them in the first place. Well, True. when I say ultimatum to act right, it's just we all give an ultimatum. Is it an right? idle threat when you say it? No, it's never an idle. I at this point in my life, because back in the day I would have said it and then not believed it. But like this point in my life, if I tell my girl like, "Yo, if this th- that and the third happens, like, bye," because I mm. actually because the girls are like buses. Another one phrase, be coming. Yeah. Like that sticks in my head. So, so to I'm sorry. I don't so I'm not going so I'm not gonna make an idle threat, but I use it to say, like, look, I don't have to be here. So why not say that then? Like I- instead of saying if you don't get your shit together, like I'm gonna walk out, I was like, like you need to understand when you do this, blah 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 blah. Like again, because I feel like if you have to give an ultimatum, you should have left. Well, them all because time well, because if you tell somebody, especially an abusive person, like If you tell an abusive person, this is what you do and this is how it makes me feel, I don't feel like that makes it any better either. Yeah, but giving them an ultimatum ultimately gives them that power back to have over you. You don't want to give them that power at all because that's the whole thing. That's like that, that's an issue in the first place. Well, I mean, we all deal with ultimatums. Either you, it's either you go, it's either yes or no. It's either you go or you but stay. Why? Like and, and my thing is, why do we deal with ultimatums? You keep saying like we all deal with it. We all deal with it. But my point is, why do you put yourself in that situation to deal with it when you don't have to? To deal, put yourself to in give a an ultimatum or like be in a situation to well, where I mean, you have you to. You never know when you never know when you have to give an ultimatum. But if you're in a situation but, where, if you're in a situation where you feel like somebody's doing something wrong, there'll always be an ultimatum. It's just about how, how you handle it, what you want to do. It. I got to disagree. I, I, I just don't believe that there's always going to be an ultimatum because if you're in a relationship and you feel like you have to give some type of ultimatum, you should not be in that relationship in the first place. If you can't, okay, as two adult, if you can't as two adults come together and have a conversation without saying, if you don't do this, I'm going to leave, then you don't need to be together. Well, because the point is, like, you have to be able to, if you can't rationalize and get to a point where you can be rational, then you should you should already be gone. Okay, so here's, so what is the underlying theme of having that conversation? If you don't get this together, no, I'm un- going to leave. False. The underlying message of the yeah. conversation is you need to understand that this is what you're doing. Okay. So if that person right, doesn't and if they change, don't understand what they're doing, then you leave. But I'm not about to say if you don't fix it, then I'm going to leave. Okay, because that's then, the ultimatum. Though. No, it's not because then what it's, you do, you're not saying what directly. you do is that you set up that person to act a certain way. It's just like when you, if you're talking to a to a woman and. If a guy talks to a woman and say, what do you like in a man? That gives that man the ability to be whatever she wants in that moment. But when you sit there and say, hey, you're doing this, but I'm not going to say, you know, if you keep doing this, then I'm going to leave. Because the only reason why they're going to stop is not because they want to and because they care about you is because they want you to leave. Okay, so if if somebody comes to you and says, uh, Ramil, I don't like how let's just hypothetically say, like, I don't like how uh, every time you eat something I cook, you tell me is bad, right? Mm -hmm. And that person comes to you later and, I mean, that person tells you that and says, hey, when you you tell me that uh, you don't like what I cook, it makes me feel bad. In your mind, you're probably thinking about the loss you're about to take if you continue that behavior because you're righteous and there aren't a lot of righteous people out there. So if somebody gives you that ultimatum, I mean, I'm sorry, that's not the word I'm trying to use. But if they say, I don't like the way you do something or I don't like when you do this, you're saying, oh, your decisions to yourself without even using the words, if you don't do this, I'm going to leave. Your two decisions are going to be, okay, if I fix this, 
I might have a happier situation. If I don't fix this, she might actually leave. Or she might something might actually happen to where let me interject y'all real quick. Let me interject because what I was taught by my mother, shout out to my mama. What she always taught me is those kind of air quote ultimatums that we're discussing where Ronnie is saying what he would say is either you change your act in this way or I'm gonna leave. Never give that ultimatum to a person. Never tell a person that you're going to leave if you're not going to leave or if you don't want to leave. Because yeah. as soon as that person says, get up and go, then that's where you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, I don't really want you to leave. I really just want this. So I think yeah. the difference is, especially in, in perspective, Rock, you're married. So you don't have that option to, hey, either you do this or you get up and go. You know, you you have to discuss it. You have to work it out. Whereas, uh, Ronnie, you're single. So... I mean, yeah, there's divorce, but, you know, you don't want to present that, you know, oh, if you don't That's wash the dishes, we're going to get divorced. That's a bigger yeah, problem than me just walking out. Ronnie versus Ronnie is a single man. So, you know, he does have the option to say either you act accordingly, you know, to in a way that's respectful to me or I don't have to be around. I think he's letting the woman know his value as well yeah. as. And, and while while underlying in his mind, he may be thinking like if she doesn't change, she's going to leave or he's expecting her to think, well, if I don't change, I'm going to leave. You know, while while I can see it from both perspectives, whereas Rock, your 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 motive now is to you you fully believe in working out a situation before dropping it. So you would have that discussion to work it out. You you're willing to cater to the needs of your wife in order to have a an effective relationship. You're already married. So whatever you're saying that she doesn't like while you're married, you're you're newly married. So, you know, I'm sure there's still things you're learning about your wife. I'm sure there's still things that she's learning about you. You know, you're going to have those conversations where, hey, babe, you know, I don't like when you tell me you don't like my cooking or if whatever, whatever the issue is, you know, you're, you're a lot more amped to have that conversation where someone with a less, with less to lose would, would take what I would probably call an easier route. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. It does. And I do see your point, but I think the issue with the example that was given is that you're talking about not liking the way someone's food tastes versus an abusive relationship. And I think that's a matter of subjection versus you continuing to get your ass beat or you continuing to like be abused. And if, if that's something that you're saying, hey, you know, if this doesn't change and I'm leaving, OK, I guess more power to you. But I know me as a, like as for myself, I'm not going to give an ultimatum to say, if you don't stop beating me, I'm going to leave. Like, no, like I'm going to just leave. Like, I mean, I guess that's just my thinking. And like you said, like you had, you know, your experience and I guess it's a completely different. Like if you've never really been in a situation to where you've had that option of whether to leave or stay. And I also want to just like clear up this misconception that just because I'm married, like I don't have the option to walk out. Like that's that's like I guess divorce is a thing. Like yes, you're supposed to be in this thing forever, but at the end of the day, like divorce exists because marriage exists. Right. So yeah, like I'm, it's not a matter of 
I can't walk out. Like I well, choose. Well, just saying not you can't. It's just not it's as just, easy. That's your that's your instinct is to maintain. Yeah, not but just the thing, not as easy. The thing is, it's, it's always been my instinct. And like I've always been that way to where like you know what I'm, I I want to try to where like I've always been even before being married. I've always been like, hey, I want to work this out before I drop the ball. On so this. how far does it go? And I'm asking you this because this is something that resonates with me as well. I'm also a work it out, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna put everything that I have into it until I let it go. Like mm-hmm. I said, my mom taught me, don't give that either you're going to do this or I'm going to leave type deal. So how far does it go before you get to a point of, hey, this ain't going to work out? Because I'm when you don't accept suggestion, like when you when you are so close minded that you're not willing to hear the other person out, like, OK, if you want to go back to your cooking example, like I don't like when you tell me that I don't cook well and like I'm going to leave because it hurts my feelings. OK, well, how about nigga teach me how to cook? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tell me what you like. Yeah. Okay. And then you go back to the abusive side of the relationship and, you know, you say, oh, like, you know, enough is enough. Like, I can't do this anymore. So either you quit what you're doing or I'm walking out. Well, the, like, the underlying theme of the cooking example was was not just to say, like, let's take this this minor thing and, and turn and and compare it to something bigger it's it's the underlying concept of what you're willing to put up with and what you're willing to deal with so if you want to talk i mean when you talk about cooking versus getting hit you're talking about extremities but the 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 underlying concept that i was trying to uh i was trying to communicate was the idea of not being willing to put up with something that's hurting your that's hurting you i mean okay and i i hear that but the the topic in and of itself we're we're talking about abusive relationships so on one end you say it's about extremities but at well, the end of the day that's what we're talking about well right? okay yeah but but see here's the thing there are people people in abuse not many okay I won't say not many because I don't know the numbers but people in abusive relationships some tend to stick around even after that first bit of abuse so in that in that first Most situation of the time they mm-hmm. yeah in that situation at that point you say up front like yo either I'm gonna put up with this or I'm going to bounce. Like, to, not even to, to the person that's doing okay, it Okay, and to that's you, what I was going to get at. It is that like, when you had that conversation with that person, that was where my issue was. Like, I'm not about to give you that power back to say, like, if you keep doing this, this is going to happen. That is giving power. I don't think it's necessarily giving power back to someone. I think it is because you someone. have the ability giving, to shape and form who you are at the expense of, like, pleasing somebody else. Okay, so if, let's let's say this. Let's say, let's say you and I are gay for each other, right? Yes. And... <laughs> No, I mean, just put it in like a in a relationship Hunting. context. If I tell you, okay, boo. if I if I tell <laughs> brothers, you, brothers, it's also incest, right? <laughs> we just got this is real this weird is, for black people. I like people. it. Keep <laughs> going. It's real weird for black people. <laughs> this is not uh, black, but let's just like if I tell you the person I'm dating, hey, uh, you need to change this or I'm out. Who really has the power? Because at the end of the day, if I'm get, if I'm the one saying to you. If I'm the one saying to you, either you change or I'm leaving, that I'm not I'm not changing. Guess who I'm at guess who I'm telling to asking to change? It's mm-hmm. you. So at the end of the day, yes, you do have the ability to you do have the ability to change yourself and possibly manipulate a situation, but either way, it's gonna be manipul I'm a, I'm manipulating you for my own benefit. Rock, and- I wanna hear your perspective on how you think giving someone that ultimatum explain because i don't understand it either but i want to mm-hmm. maybe it's something i'm just not thinking mm-hmm. about how is that handing over power my thing is you're you tell a person like stop doing this or i'm gonna do that 
like it then becomes their decision, their decision whether what or you not do. they want to do it. it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it becomes like, like, are they doing this because I'm asking them to, or are they willing to change because they do care about because you? they yeah, want manipulate to, the situation? Right. Yeah. So it's just like, I, that's to me, that's giving someone the, a bit like the power over, like, I'm not giving that power back. Like I'm, I'm willing to share this power with you, but I'm not about to give you full control over who I am. I don't think that that I don't think that if you give somebody an ultimatum that will give them full control over who you are. Not full I, control, but I it think definitely the, like it, it. It definitely it, like changes the playing field. Though. It gives them it, the it power them to the, choose the, what your what you do. It gives them the ability court. to manipulate a situation. That's all it does. So why would I so, give somebody that po- that that power? Because that's what it is. Manipulation is power if used correctly. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I mean, manipulation is power. Period. Okay, yeah. but <laughs> at the same I time, I have the so. power, especially if you are credible in what you say. Like she said, don't 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 tell somebody you're ready to leave if you ain't ready to step out the door, right? Mm-hmm. So at the, so if let's just say that person is credible and and they really mean it. Right. They still have the power because that person is still even if they think they, they're manipulating the situation, they're still manip- they're still acting in the rules of the per- of the person that gave them that ultimatum. Like I love I set the playing field. I yeah, set but the for, for But do you long, understand? Though? Do you no, understand, do understand that Rock is saying like if if you say either you do this or I'm gonna leave, you're allowing that person to decide to make the decision for you. If you wanna leave, yeah. just leave. Mm-hmm. That, and that's you know okay. That, uh, that that's what and that's saying. what I was saying. That's that what he's I under, saying. Okay, that I understand. But at the same time, that's still another person in in that relationship who has the ability to they they have the ability to control. I'm sorry, have some control in the situation too. Like just because I say if you don't change, I'm gonna leave doesn't mean like I'm leaving it all in your hands. There's still some it, things. It, it does a little is. bit. That's exactly it what it does. It does She's a not little bit. Get up and leave at that moment and don't say Into it at all. Because, exactly. Because the thing, the thing about it is, like, yes, I feel what you're saying. Like, you give that person, like, basically, my thing is, like, how long is it going to be until they go back to their old ways? And that's something that I'm not willing to risk, especially for something as serious as being abused, whether it be mental or. Physical. And a lot of times. Things, you know, once okay. that person might change for like three or four days, which is often in, no. you know, me as a person. And maybe it often, you know, it'll go OK for a week, maybe two weeks, maybe. Oh, baby. You know, how many times have you seen in a domestic relation, uh, abusive relationship? Maybe I'll never do it, again. I'll never do it again. Yeah. And then What's maybe a month goes by and then okay. he's upside her head again. OK, like, so maybe it's it's like kind of late in me saying this. But like as far as abuse goes, I'm, I'm I'm riding with y'all. Like, I don't think you should just say if you because if you hit me like I'm. I'm not gonna stick around to see what's worse. And That's yeah, just me. That was the next so, thing I wanted to get into. So I I don't I don't think I'm not saying like in an abusive situation you need to stand you need to stay there and like uh, talk it out and, and threaten somebody. I'm saying like period to me period like if you if you're in a situation where somebody does something that you don't like abuse again is the extreme version of, like there are different mm, levels yeah, like if you what we're talking about if you don't if you don't like the way I eat. Versus the way I cook, versus the way uh, I raise kids, versus the way I hit you. Like those are those all have different penalties to it. So as far as like extremities go, yeah, I'm. I'm if you if somebody hits you, like absolutely, 
I mean, I think you should you should expect it again and decide whether or not was, you want to deal with that. That's what I was about that. to ask. Just because they hit you once, do you think that always means that they'll hit you again? Definitely. I don't know, but I don't want to find I out. I think they got the capacity like that's, I think for that it. should be the thing. Like You should not want to find out if that person has the capacity to do it again. So like for sure, the first time. they do it a second time, time, they'll do it a third time. The first time, Telly T, a man them. hits you, puts his hand, you're talking to a guy, the first time he puts his hands on you, you're going to leave? Yes, because I feel like he's going to do it again. Okay. okay. So like, that, I feel like I, I take signs really, really, really seriously. So even if you yell at me a certain way and you kind of get in my face i feel like that's just one step from you probably mm-hmm. hitting me so if you do that i'm automatically out the door you know i saw i saw a post the other day that said uh men who hit women like they be the friendliest motherfuckers you ever yeah. met like they yeah. be super you would never know because how many times have you that's oh that, i didn't even i didn't expect him why that's just like that tyler perry that? movie that's yeah. that sociopathic behavior you were yeah, talking about sociopathic, earlier like yeah, what because uh, even in fabulous situations in fabulous situations when i listened to the breakfast club talk about it in the morning they had said like that don't sound like fab like that don't sound like something mm-hmm. he would do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i mean you, you kind of just Girl, to understand that you you never know what you're gonna get out of somebody, and like y'all said, or like Rock said, uh, if that person hits me once, you know it could be worse. Like they, it, it might not be a fist next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They might throw something at me, and then because I if, feel like if you hit me, you've been thinking about doing this for a long time. Yeah, it's yep. not like an impulse. And waiting for your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Depending on the case, because there know. are like sometimes some like psycho you know what? mental issues. And you know that it could it could be a thing here or there. I but don't know. At the, at the end of the day, if some if a dude puts his hands on a female, or if a female puts her hands on a dude, like it's premeditated. I don't know about premeditation. Uh, I don't no. think about premeditation because well, okay, so I don't know. I can't say it's premeditation because I'm. Pre- I don't think anybody goes into a situation like, oh, I can't wait to hit this bitch. No, 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 no not like that. I think. But- well, what do you mean? I think in the sense, like I think you, you mean premeditated. Doing it before, like I think people who punch walls, I feel like they're punching the walls to prevent from punching you. Yeah. So no, I okay. feel like that's that one hundred. That's not that, like, like that you. Means. You want to hit me, but you're choosing to hit something else instead of. I me. don't think that's that, not what pre- that's premeditated means. We say, you're planning to do it before you do but it. I feel like or like that you, you go hit, in with the mindset that you're going to do it first instead of me, but then you're going to hit me eventually. I think. I think that's a. I think that is what we talked about earlier with red flags. Yeah. But when we yeah. talk about something being premeditated, it's like as a as going into a situation saying, "Oh, I'm gonna hit this. I'm gonna hit this girl. Like that's my that's my means of control in the situation." Mm-hmm. I think that's premeditated. Yes, and that's what um, I was referring to. Okay. Well, that may that I don't that's, know that that's true, and maybe it's just me not knowing the working mind of a man. I about to say I don't know any dudes that knowingly I don't know any men who hit. They're women, so I don't know what mindset. Yeah. To I mean, I've actually been in this situation in abusive yeah. relationships more than once. So in those situations, I there was no. I mean, not that I saw. Even to this day, there were no red flags. It just happened, just happened. in the heat of anger. Yeah. To you know, it just happened, and some it people, didn't only happen once. It happened more than once. Mm-hmm. You know, so and some people don't have the ability to control themselves once yeah. they get to that point. Ex- like, and that's exactly they what I was saying. The fuck out. Yeah, you yeah. you that's can't. Like you really can't. You get to a man. point of where you can't control yourself, and that's not. It's not an excuse. It's not good to be in a relationship with somebody that can get you to a point to where you lose and, yourself, to where you lose your control. And tell it to you. You just said something very very crucial. Like that's 
why for me it when it, it takes me a long time to even claim some somebody as my girlfriend because I feel like I have to see you when you're upset because at that point I have I have a pretty good gauge and understanding of what to expect when I piss you off to mm-hmm. try to see if you want to deal with it yeah, yeah like exactly if, you, if it's something so little like oh I felt you got loud with me in front of my mom but you you didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then when we were in private, you're yelling at me like mm-hmm. in my face. I'd be like, "Oh, and what? Then, oops, upside your head." You'd be like, "Wait a minute! Head, I didn't bro. think it was that serious." But if you're this mad over something this small, imagine if something really oh, happened. Yeah. yeah, if something really happened and you're on ten right now, I feel like if something really happened, like if I decided to step out of our relationship, anything serious, like something that you should mm-hmm. truly be mad for, you would kill me. And you know, yeah. I've, we've talked about before on the show. You don't truly know somebody until you've seen them angry. And I you wait. Know, you can't pretend. Get, you you have, can't pretend. You can't fake to. mad. Like when you're no, mad, you that's the realest you that it, there is. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so that's that's, that's like one people, emotion that you cannot fake. I give people three months. You can fake being scared. Months, fake being happy. The fakeness starts to peel off because they can't uh, hold that up so so long. They can't mm-hmm. they can't fake it for too long. After three months, that's when they they really get mad. Yeah, you can pretend like you're not yeah, mad, but you that's can't. When they really gonna cuss you out. That's when they really you be like, okay, this is who. Uh, random Thomas is. This is who Thomas really is. Okay, Tom, Tom. I, I see you. I, that's who. That's that. That wasn't the person that slid in my it's DMs. Tom, this Tom is who he space. really is. <laughs> Not slid yeah. in the DMs. <laughs> Tom's from MySpace. So yeah. Okay. But like, I, I just remember like when I was in a relationship uh, prior to me getting married, and the the chick like got angry and started like throwing stuff, mm-hmm. and red like flag. through through glass, and I was just like. Uh nope. Yeah, when you throw in no. shit, you That's just grab whatever no. is closest to you. I, I threw like, a gallon of milk at a dude to, one time. To me, like breaking <laughs> stuff and taking it like to me that that personally shows a lack of self control mentally and emotionally mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. something that's very very unattractive to me that's why yeah. i always say like it's to me it's premeditated because there's a moment right before my fist connects with your face that you thought about like what's gonna happen I, not I what premeditation yeah, that's not is. premeditation well, but, premeditation okay. premeditated murder is me saying i'm gonna kill somebody i know i have a plan to kill somebody so then, I, I, I get the difference. I know what That's like second degree, is, third degree. It's like a crime of passion. Are you saying like, like instinctual? There is, a, there, is, there is some, at some point, you know you, you hit this You bitch. know what you're doing is I mean, wrong. yeah, but that doesn't... Oh, yeah, no, that yeah, doesn't that's, make it At any point, though. that doesn't mean... So, that just means you've come to a point of where you can't control it. Yeah. And, and anytime to, you get to a point of not being able to control yourself, you need to leave. And my thing is, I guess I've always just been a person to want to be in control of my own actions. Everybody so, wants to be. But it's just like, I, I guess to me, because you I haven't had that to moment lose, yeah. to like lose myself. Yeah. It's just like how you don't, don't plan. I don't see that. I mean, you don't plan to no, lose control. But OK, what uh, what I, what I, ticks I you off? That's a tough question. OK, I get liar. Mm-hmm. OK, that's your trigger. Liar. Yeah. So. Chick is constantly calling you a liar, and you know you telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know you telling the truth, but yeah. she's still in your face. Liar, 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 liar. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, you're going to get so angry. And then, on top of her call, no, not that you're going to hit her. On top of her calling you a liar, she's then she hits you. Then 
She tells you she cheated on you and your baby not yours. Like all these things build up. It's not just one trigger. Yeah, it, you you, everybody no, can you get to a point. You don't see it's that not stuff impossible. Kind of, I guess because I, I don't know what that point is yeah, for me. And I think not, that, yeah, that may be it, a, a fair impossible. answer because I don't it, know what it has that is. The, it, it, it's not just one thing. So while her calling you a liar triggers you, mm-hmm. that's not going to make you go upside her head. No. But... But even else. all those you're, you're, things that, that you just gonna, missed, it, it's like, gonna okay. It's well, gonna give, build. It's gonna that build that up to so where you like example. you explode. Even like it's just myself, like a bottle. It, it builds. Like mm-hmm. but see, the thing is, I'll it's you, like because I know I'm a bigger guy. I know what I'm capable of. So when I feel myself getting though. to that point, like I remove myself from the situation. And I know a lot of people don't have the capacity to do that. Like I understand what y'all saying. Like people black out, but I just like I I guess because that's why I have the perspective that I do is simply because. I am all about like self control and like being mindful of every action that I take is going to have some type of consequence, whether yeah, it be good or bad. Yeah, but just because just because you're that way doesn't mean doesn't mean you're untouchable. Because I can 100 percent say that's me too. Mm-hmm. But I know I've been in situations where I've lost control of myself. All right, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Get Naked Podcast. Stay tuned next week for part two. Part two, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play, we will be there. Until next time, folks, we're putting our clothes back on. Peace.